learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. With everyone struggling to hire right now, companies are looking for a competitive edge in being able to attract the most talented people. But the answer, my friends, is not compensation or benefits, contrary to what most people are preaching right now. What draws people to your company is not the transaction. It's the substance behind what's in it for me. Today, we're discussing how your book can have a surprising effect in drawing talented people to your company by simply allowing people to understand who you are. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and business leaders win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, Ms. Alicia Dunhams. She's the founder and CEO of Best Seller in a Week. Alicia has helped over 2,000 people become best-selling authors through her bestseller in a weekend course and professional ghostwriting author services and coaching company. Additionally, as a leadership trainer, executive coach, and certified peacemaker slash mediator who has worked with clients including CBS, Gap, Geico, and Capital One, Alicia uses the foundation of healthy conversations and storytelling as the bridge to overcome conflict in the workplace and beyond. Alicia is also an expert in bringing a book to life and elevating personal and professional brand, which is what makes Alicia the perfect expert for today's topic. Alicia, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. It is great to be here, Rick. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It's fantastic to have you. We're going to talk about the benefits of a book, why you should consider having a book as a competitive edge to help you build your organization. And then we're going to give some step-by-step play on how to create a book to elevate your personal and professional brand. Sound like a plan? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yay. All right. I hear a lot of chatter, as I mentioned in the beginning, that there's a lot of companies that are hiring, they're scrambling to hire, they're all complaining, I can't find the right people. The truth is, we're not looking at the right place first off. But second off, we're not setting up magnets to get people attracted to our organization. And this is why I thought this would be a great topic because a book can be a really good lead magnet for attracting talent. Yes. When we usually think of books and when I work with my clients, usually they're writing a book as a way to build their own personal brand, increase their credibility, attract speaking opportunities, TV opportunities. And so it seems a little, maybe have some of my clients, it might be a little self-serving in terms of building their career, or someone has a message to share in the world. And so that's why they're writing a book or some sort of framework or methodology. And what I've seen in some of my clients, just as a trend in the industry is CEOs and leaders of organizations writing a book as a way to really highlight their company culture. And what that does, it's a teaching tool. It's a teaching tool is this is what we did and what works in our organization. But what it also is, is a magnet as well, because when you are highlighting your company and its workplace culture, what it does right, what it's done wrong, where there's opportunities for improvement, when you're transparent in that process, then the person who is looking for a job, it's like they're already pre-sold, if you will. And I know as you and I were talking about and jumping in to do this topic is that writing a book And having a book about the company culture, first of all, it's a great way, even before someone comes to interview, that they read the book on your company and kind of get a sense of that company culture and the values and the mission statement of your particular company. And so I think it's a game changer. And I have examples of clients that I've worked with 
And also we have examples in the marketplace of who's written a book that comes to mind is Tony Shea with uh, Delivering Happiness. Yeah, definitely. You're also attracting people that aren't necessarily looking for a job that are passive. I like to think about if I'm writing an ad or I'm doing something, I'm trying to catch that person who just happened to come across. They went home one night, they had a frustrating day at work. They just happen to pop on the internet just to see what's out there. They're just window shopping. Those are the ones you want to capture their attention. If they resonate with your book too, there's a really good chance they'll just reach out to you and say, hey, look at I'm not looking. However, dot, 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 fill in the blank. Well, you're developing the company brand and it becomes part of the ether. Like when people are talking about you and the book is exchanging hands and it becomes a bestseller on Wall Street Journal or New York Times, it's part of the cultural dynamic. And so people are just thinking about your organization because it's getting TV hits and media, et cetera. And so it's important because when I was thinking about what we're talking about today, I'm actually working from WeWork right now. And I know that the founder of WeWork has a negative reputation because of what actually went down. So you can either write a book about your company culture and what's working, or you can have someone else write a book about you, which is what happened in his case. And again, this is a learning opportunity for everyone, but there's actually documentation and a book about what went wrong. And so I think this gives an opportunity of what is working. And even if you're a beginning company and you're in the startup mode, writing a book about the company culture that you are committed to creating, maybe it's an ebook at first, and maybe people are reading it and you're sharing it, it almost become a standard operating procedure, if you will, of how you envision and how you visualize your culture. And so I think it's important, especially with my clients, the founders of Barefoot Wine, when we wrote their book back in, oh God, it's been out for some time. It became a New York Times bestseller. I'm thinking the book is probably six or seven years old right now, at least that, is their business, Barefoot Wine, had such a specific company culture in terms of how they dealt with mistakes, for example, how they said, okay, there was a mistake. Awesome. That gets to be part of a standard operating procedure. Yeah. Embracing failure. That's like- Embracing yeah. failure is so important. They celebrated failure. We had Bonnie and Michael on the show here, and they were wonderful people. And you could just tell that, hey, look at when we have a culture like this where people don't get in trouble, but they just celebrate the failures because they know it's going to get them that much closer to the win, then yay, people want to be there. And they had like zero attrition. Yes. And then also one thing that they would say that I loved was uh, there's two departments of a company or is sales and sales support. And so they had a structure in which everyone was incentivized because sales is what runs a business. And so if you make it only feel like the salespeople get the commission and no one else is benefiting, then people don't work together. And so that was a really beautiful metaphor that they had. So they had so many lessons on how to build a culture that works and that wins. That's in their book as well. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find the link to order Healing Career Wounds, which is available now. Let it be your startup secret weapon to winning the strongest hires. Our guest today is Alicia Dunham. She's the founder and CEO of Best Seller in a Week. And we're discussing the benefits of a book. So we just talked a little bit about maybe why you want one to consider it. Now let's talk about how do we implement this? Now I found that there's a lot of people, including myself, I just finished my book and it was a three-year journey for me. But I will say that one of the things that 
that I learned. And next time I do my next book, I'm going to hire a ghostwriter, but we'll talk about that in a minute. How does somebody who's a busy CEO write a book? Yeah. How do they write a book? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's a bestseller in a weekend because a week is way too long to write a book. No. <laughs> so my, my program is bestseller in a weekend. And I did that for busy people to just get what's in their head out. But yes, it takes time to write a book, obviously. It's, some people can write it in a weekend or a week, and some people it takes several years. Well, I would say a decade, you definitely get to hire a ghostwriter. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> as you mentioned, because I think we're going to talk about like the process, I think there's some inner questions that a CEO gets to ask themselves or president of a company who wants to use their book as a tool to attract talent, but also to get the word out about their organization and what is working. And so you get to ask yourself the question is, what are you looking to accomplish with the book? And I think that would be one of it. And obviously your book can really establish and show your company values, its insight in terms of what the organization is working towards in terms of the vision, in terms of the mission statement. It brands your particular business. So the guy who ran WeWork, the original founder, it was good that he didn't write a book? <laughs> it's probably, it was probably good he didn't write a book. He, a book was written about him. Yeah. And so I would say, write your own story. Because when you write a book, and even our company's narratives become omnipresent. I feel that I know the story of Apple and Facebook because it's just in the ether. It's in the media all the time. And so if you really want to create the narrative for your own company story, you get to write it. And so there's a book called The Heart of Business, Leadership Principles for the Next Era of Capitalism. And in this book, the former CEO of Best Buy, who really orchestrated the retailer's turnaround. He unveils his playbook in this book in terms of how he put people and purpose first. And it's interesting, the author byline on the cover of his book, it says, I think he wrote the book after he was a CEO. So his former CEO and chairman of Best Buy. And so he shares his playbook, what worked in his particular organization. We mentioned Tony Shea before, and that was a huge cultural dynamic and framework in which people went and studied this company, Zappos, as we're talking about. Yeah. And then my clients, the founders of Barefoot Wine, using it as a way of what worked in their business. And what it does is attract people to your company. We're shifting the paradigm here, though, and doing it before you actually build the company. You could do before. You can visualize. And you get to visualize what you want to create. What do you want your business to be known for the legacy? Because you can sell widgets and gadgets and products. And if your company culture stinks, there's this concept that the fish always stinks from the head. So if the boss stinks, and if we think about some of these companies, like we mentioned WeWork and obviously Uber, the original founders of Uber had their own mistakes. It wasn't set off on the right foot in terms of starting a company off in a way that you are intentional about what you want to create. And so I would say get intentional about the company culture because that's the only way your company is going to thrive and last because otherwise there will be high attrition rate as you speak into. People have choices. Yeah. And also when the rocket ship takes off, it could have been a simple scenario of the rocket ship took off and they were trying to stay ahead of it and they didn't care to think about company culture. That wasn't a consideration when it was all transactional. Transactional. And you talk about that. It was in your show beginning. Your little intro is transactional to transformational. Everything in life that's going to be lasting change is going to be relational, is going to be connected, connected to your people. And as we were saying, 
people have choices and they have choices to where they want to work. If you have shared in an authentic way what's working in your organization, people are going to be attracted to that. So yeah. I think it's a fantastic way to establish and shift the paradigm as you're speaking into. Okay. So very first step is you want to figure out what you want to accomplish. Oh, yes. What do you want to accomplish? That's yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what you want to accomplish with the book. Number two is ask yourself the question, who is my target audience? What is their pain point? And how will I solve it? Okay. And so you want to start thinking. So these are some kind of internal questions you ask. What do I want to accomplish? Do I want to promote my company? Do I want to market my company? Do I want to establish a brand? Do I want to attract employees? Then you think about what do I want to teach them? And then how am I going to really provide them a solution through the narrative storytelling in my book? Yeah. And in the case of a person you're trying to attract the company for hiring, it's pretty simple as to what their pain points might be. They're probably not growing. They have management issues or the content of the work that they have is stale. So now you have a situation where if you hit on those three things and you show how you can alleviate that pain, then boom, you've got somebody who's going to apply. Absolutely. Because as we mentioned before, it's not just compensation. It is important in terms no. of the, the cultural dynamic that you create. Yes. And I've dealt with a lot of people that have actually taken salary hits to go to companies that solve their problems. Mm. So that does happen. They're not all in for the money a lot of times recognition, the cultural dynamic. There's so many other reasons. Definitely. And then as we were speaking into, okay, what are the nuts and bolts to get started with writing a book? I would say you want to ask yourself, do I want to write this book or do I want someone else to write the book? Or it could be a hybrid of both. And so I have a ghostwriting agency. I work with people to support them in getting a ghostwriter to bring their words and their story to life. So you want to find a ghostwriter that aligns with you, that supports you in your voice and making your voice come alive. So that's something that you want to do in terms of that. Let's talk about the ghostwriter for a second, because mm -hmm. maybe some people don't know what a ghostwriter is. What is a ghostwriter? How does that work? Okay. You pay someone to write your book, essentially. So there's ghostwriters for books. There's ghostwriters for blogs or even social media tweets. But this would be a professional book ghostwriter. That is a professional author, writer who basically interviews you as a CEO, as a leader, and then just really absorbs a story and then really hears your voice and is able to speak into your voice and write the book on your behalf. So there's ghostwriter, which is really kind of the them writing the entire book. Then we have people like book doctors or developmental editors or writers who kind of take maybe your draft or your scribblings. <laughs> Sometimes I have clients that bring together all their notes over the years and they kind of make sense of it. I, I have someone doing that right now where we have recordings and transcriptions and then they're making sense of it. So those are more like book doctors. You know, I did that. You did that? Yeah, I, I did that. So mine awesome. was a wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and start writing for two hours before my daughter got out of bed. And so I would just read the last paragraph and then write. And I thought I was writing the epic novel. And it turned out the first read through was just so hard. <laughs> it was garbage. <laughs> I went the route of hiring a developmental editor who was amazing. And she came in and gutted it and put some structure to it and helped me yeah. rebuild it. And that's like, that's kind of a hybrid. That's like yeah. you writing your stuff and then they kind of fix it. And there's a lot of writers who like doing that. You know, I've had a client who hardly read their book. We just wrote the whole thing and they're like, that looks good. And then I've had people who have been really part of the process. So that hybrid is that, or then you can write your own book and maybe have an editor go through it. So there's different stages. So you want to get someone that you gel with, or you can hire like an agency or a company that does the process for you, where you work with a book coach. I'm a book coach where they extract the information out of you, your story, your narrative, and then they have ghostwriters that can take your book and get it across the finish line. 
one. But you recommend if you're a CEO, just hire a ghostwriter. That's going to be so much easier. And trust me, I'm doing it in my next book. <laughs> yes, that's what I say. Just hire a ghostwriter and take it from there. Now, what about publishing? What considerations do you have to come into play for publishing? Yeah, so obviously there's self-publishing. I would say if you're a CEO of a major Fortune 100 company, you will most likely get a publishing deal. So that's a different process. You would want to write a book proposal and a book proposal includes your unique selling proposition for the book, a competitive analysis, background about you, an annotated table of contents, chapter or two that shows you, and you can actually have a ghostwriter write that for you. So you don't have to do that as well. And you can start that process first, or you can go to an agent and the agent will pair you with someone to write the book proposal. And that process is going to be at least 18 months to two and a half years. I have a client that I've been working with since 2018 and his book is going to be publishing next year. And he's the CEO of a company. He was very hands-on in his book because he has the time because his company is doing really well. So he has the time to do that. He loved the process. And we had some additional writers and illustrators, et cetera, that created that. So it just shows that 2018 to 2022. So that's a four-year process versus self-publishing. You can write a book and get it out within months. I would say when I work with my clients with ghostwriting, usually the process is about six to eight months in terms of ghostwriting book. I try to go the traditional route. One of the things that I learned is that I actually don't have a big enough audience to support it. Yes. You get to have an audience. Yeah. You either get to be a CEO or a major branded organization that has some weight and or you get to have an audience. And so then they say author platform. And yeah. so that's how many numbers it comes down to actually very transactional. Yeah, so it, how many numbers? How many can you sell? It's all numbers based. Totally. Uh, and so it's like, okay, how can we make it both transformational? And it's obviously yeah, and I've had a few of my friends that have gotten book deals based on the fact that they have half a million Twitter followers. They have a big Absolutely. audience. I don't play the Twitter. <laughs> yes. You know. So and building a platform is important. Now, is it important if you are attracting talent to come work at your company? Again, what do you want to accomplish with your book? Do you want to become a New York Times bestseller? We help our clients do that. Do you want to self-publish and get 10 more consulting clients this year? You can do that. It's again, what do you want to accomplish? So it matters where you are, what age and stage you are in your life and the company that you work for. So it's asking that key question. That's so very true. And then so once you do determine the route. I found that most of the work occurred after the book was written. It's getting all those details in indexing and the interior design. And there was a lot of work that I just didn't consider when you write the book. And then there's marketing. <laughs> yeah. And which is how I got introduced to you, by the way. And all Alicia and I yes. met through, we're doing the book marketing for our book. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and you get to choose your hard. So the thing about life is you got to do the work. You're going to do the hard work. So which one do you choose? So you can not brand your company, not share your company story and sit back and just have anyone just apply because they need a job. Or you write a book and you really establish a powerful story and your values. And then people are coming to you because they're like, that's where I want to work. So choose your hard. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what I found as a direct result of, and the book's only launched last week, but I've had quite a few more phone calls and I've had a lot of people actually really give me a lot of feedback on the content, which is great because we designed ours to be a plug and play into your business as an entrepreneur so you can effectively go out and run hiring without having to think about it too much. Monetization of your book, and we're not really talking about that yeah. today, but that is something that I really specialize in. And I help my clients make money with before their book is even done. And usually these are like consulting 
facilitators or, or corporate speakers or what have you. A lot of my clients who just even start using their book as a way to monetize before they even publish their book. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that goes back to your first thing. It was, is, what do you want to accomplish? With what the do book? you want to accomplish? Everyone's yeah. going to have a different goal set. That's the question you get to ask yourself. And so I would say as we are sharing the benefits of writing a book and it's all up around what do you want to accomplish? And do you want to make money? There's a way to do that. Do you want to attract talent? There's a way to do that. Do you want to become a New York Times bestseller? There's a way to do that. So it's really getting clear and intentional about what you want to create. And then reverse engineering as we always do. So I think for the purposes of higher power and because you're a gift in terms of helping your clients attract the right people for their team is for anyone who's listening today to be really intentional about who do I want to attract and what company cultural story do I want to share and that I want to almost walk through the door before I do. But it's baked in, as you said. And that's a key question I think that all entrepreneurs get to ask themselves. Yeah. When you have people that resonate with the values of the company, those are great people that you want to bring on board. All right, shoot, we're getting pretty close on time. What are two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into their business today? Absolutely. Well, you know, writing a book is a great way to get publicity. It's a great way to show your company values as well. And I would say some key takeaways is that when you write a book on workplace culture, you attract the right people to your organization. 100%. So very important. And then also it becomes a playbook and an operating procedure for your company as well. And what I would say, and we mentioned before, have people read it before they come and interview. That's like part of the prerequisites. Yeah, this is who we are. If you resonated with it, great. If not, please don't come in and interview. Exactly, exactly. And so I would say those are some of the key takeaways, publicity, getting your message out there, and then really sharing your cultural values. Because one thing I say in my business is when you write a book and share your story, you change the world. And business is a tool to change the world. So very true. Alicia, Thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our audience can find you and connect up with you? Absolutely. Well, you can go to bestsellerinaweekend.com and sign up for a free strategy session to talk with me, whether you want to get a ghostwritten book or maybe you already have a book and need support, or maybe you want to write your book in a weekend and get it out really quickly. So I work with all types of people. So bestsellerinaweekend.com. My blog is at aliciadunhams.com and you can find me online at, at aliciadunhams. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. And just as a side note, I worked with Alicia a little bit. She was awesome. So thank you so much. You've been a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Rick. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. After all, this show is for you, and we welcome your feedback. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Hannah Pryor. She is the president and executive coach for The Priority Group. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to The Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.